Hello and welcome. My name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. I've been practicing these principles for years with incredible results from resolving chronic pain to dissipating daily anxiety and reversing a digestive diagnosis. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I am not in my usual recording location. I'm in Wisconsin, and I have a makeshift setup here, so bear with me if it sounds a little bit different today. At the start of every episode, I like to begin with something I'm thankful for in my life, and I do this because I want you to get to know me better over time, and with each week, I'm hoping this helps. This week, I'm thankful for all the service people who work so hard to keep the roads safe and clear during the winter months so we can go and visit friends and family safely for the holidays. In our household, we drive from Colorado to Wisconsin most Christmases, and that's a 15-hour drive. This year, as many of you know, there's a huge winter storm in the U.S. that really caused a lot of havoc this holiday week. On our drive, we must have passed 30 or so cars and trucks crashed into snowy ditches on the side of the road. Even though the road conditions were quite good the day we were traveling, it was so scary to see so much damage. And that really made me think about how much more dangerous the conditions would have been without all the people plowing, clearing the roads, and de-icing with salt, and helping drivers navigate road closures by prepping detours. All those people put in the hard work to get hundreds and thousands of people reunited with their families for the holidays, and I'm so grateful for that. I feel like when we see an accident or we see a detour, too often our immediate reaction is negative because we know it will likely impact us in the form of heavy traffic or standstills or a huge delay. And are those events ideal? Absolutely not. But let's try and approach these situations with as much grace as we can this week. I'm sure all of the service people working right now would rather be spending time with loved ones and instead they're helping to keep us all safe. If you're passing road workers or you're at the airport where you might be with service or hospitality people, it takes almost no energy to just say thank you. Wind down the window or go up to a desk person. A little bit of gratitude can go a long way, and we all just want to be appreciated at the end of the day. So spread the gratitude and cheer, friends. You might just make someone's day. We all want to be sharing the good vibes, especially at this time of year. So as you know, we are nearing the end of the year. We're about to close the book on 2022. And I want to talk a little bit more about being intentional with who we bring into 2023 with us. Specifically, those more challenging friendships and relationships that we all have. And we want to kind of curate and decide whether we want to bring that energy into the next year with us. 
I think the end of the year is very loaded and emotional for a lot of us. And we're prompted to think about New Year's resolutions and those habits and behaviors we want to start in 2023. I think we all also should look at this time as a time of reflection. And I think we forget about that sometimes. Reflection on who and what brought you joy in the last year. And also reflection on who and what you want to continue to invest in over the next year. I think when it comes to bad habits or questionable behaviors, they're easier for us to identify. And they're also easier for us to take action on. You want to cut down on screen time? It's as easy as setting screen limits on your phone for each app, and then you're automatically prompted when you reach that threshold every day. When it comes to people, though, You can't really just wake up one day and decide you're going to see and talk to that person 30% less over the next four weeks. It's just not that black and white. As I started talking about challenging friendships and relationships, I feel like a lot of you had someone come to mind almost instantly. In the event that you didn't, though, I want to ask you some questions to see if anyone comes up. Is there anyone that you feel constantly complains about themselves or their life? Is there anyone that you feel you constantly give your time and energy to, but when you need the support, they don't have the time for you? Is there anyone that you feel leaves you drained of energy after you see them or interact with them? Is there anyone that you feel you have to walk on eggshells around to try and not upset them or get into an argument with them? Is there anyone that makes you question your own character or the things you know to be true about yourself? Is there anyone that constantly needs attention and external validation to the point where you don't want to be around them anymore? Is there anyone that you feel tries to dim your light and attempts to be the main character in your life? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you might want to consider energetically leaving that friendship or relationship behind in 2022. And I say energetically for a reason, because I'm not talking about going ahead and texting or calling that person and saying, that's it, friendship terminated. I'm talking about auditing the time and energy and effort you put into that friendship or relationship moving into next year. Maybe you don't pick up the phone or text back every time they reach out. Instead of being the one to make plans, maybe you leave the ball in their court and see what happens. Maybe you make a decision to not let that person's opinion of you overrule what you know about yourself. If you have mutual friends, maybe you start to see those friends individually instead of in a group. All of these things I'm talking about don't require any interaction or confrontation with that challenging friend. I'm talking more about a sort of energetic death here. You're taking back your precious energy from that person and you're committing it to other things that lift you up, things that fill your own cup. You only have a certain amount of energy each day to spend. And the majority of your energy gets spent on your number one priorities, right? Like your own self-care, work, family, and so on. And you only have a small amount of energy left over. Are you going to give that energy away to someone who doesn't raise your vibration? Fuck no. We're not doing that, friends. We're spending our energy where we get the most return. 
We want to take that energy and do something that brings us joy and happiness or love. If the person in question isn't adding value to your life, and in fact, they're having the opposite effect and draining you energetically, then you need to take back control. You need to protect your energy and yourself. I want to talk about mirror neurons for a moment. I know that sounds very science-y, but bear with me here for a moment. The reason we need to be so intentional about who and what we surround ourselves with is because we develop mirror neurons based on external events. Mirror neurons are a type of brain cell that is involved in the process of observing and imitating others' actions, and they are found in several parts of the brain. When we watch someone else perform an action, such as reaching for an object, for example, our mirror neurons become active as if we were performing that action ourselves. And how does this relate to the law of attraction? Well, the law of attraction is grounded on this belief that we attract into our lives what we focus on, whether that's positive or negative. And because of that, our thoughts and feelings have a powerful influence on our reality and the things we focus on tend to become our reality. Mirror neurons allow us to absorb thoughts, feelings, and behaviors of those around us, whether we want them to or not. We have no choice in the matter. When we observe others, our mirror neurons become active as if we were performing that action ourselves. And this can have a powerful, powerful impact on our own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors as we tend to imitate the actions and behaviors of those around us. For example, if we observe someone who's happy and positive, our mirror neurons tend to cause us to feel happy and positive as well. This then influences our own thoughts and behaviors, causing us to focus on positive things and attract more positive experiences into our lives. On the other hand, if we observe and surround ourselves with someone who is in a low vibrational state, constantly focusing on the negatives, with enough exposure, our mirror neurons will cause us to feel negative and pessimistic as well. This eventually can impact our overall state of being, and that's when we start to attract those negative experiences into our lives. By being mindful of our thoughts and actions and choosing to focus and surround ourselves with high vibe people, we can use the power of mirror neurons to our advantage and attract more positivity into our own lives. So let's cut the energetic cord. I think many of us have the perspective that once we're friends with someone, we need to be friends forever. That is not the case. Friendships can naturally come to an end without anyone doing anything drastic to end it. And people don't talk enough about moving on from friendships and relationships, so we're going to do that today. Your friend doesn't need to act like an asshole for you to become misaligned when it comes to energy and vibration. People are always growing and changing, and eventually there is a time where your energy might not be compatible anymore. You don't have control over the actions of anyone else but yourself. You might be growing in ways that your friend isn't. As you're doing self-development work and working on healing your mind and your body, your energy is changing. You're raising your vibration and becoming energetically aligned with a higher vibrational state of being. And I know this sounds kind of harsh, but you're going to leave people behind that are on a different trajectory to you. It's just part of life. 
they have a different path and different priorities. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've picked up on some of the shifts and changes as well. When you try and salvage a friendship where it's clear two people aren't an energetic match anymore, it's hurting both of you. You start to clash and interactions become much less natural and more forced. You aren't connecting as easily anymore and the things that brought you together initially and the things you bonded over might not be important anymore. This is something that's happened to me over the years and has a lot to do with the investment I've made in myself and my education on the law of attraction and how energy and vibration work. And I'll tell you, it wasn't easy and I fought it with all of my might. And fighting it just made the situation super painful for the both of us, I think. It's hard to let go of someone when they've made a big impact on your life and you feel like you wouldn't be here without them today. It is so hard to come to terms with that and then just let go. I would say it took me about 18 months to realize and then give myself the space to process and move on. And it's not just hard, it's sad also, right? There's kind of a grieving period too because it's a death of sorts. That person isn't really present in your life anymore and there are things that come up that will remind you about them and you'll reflect and feel all sorts of things and that's okay. It's part of the process. Things will also come up for you that reinforce your decision to step away. That is one of the parts I wasn't expecting. I expected and anticipated the difficult emotions of sadness and grief and loss but I didn't also realize I'd experience validation. There were times where I'd be having a discussion with someone or surrounded by a group of friends and realize that if that person were there, things would be difficult. Difficult in the sense that I would have felt on edge and I would have felt like I couldn't be myself and focus on my own enjoyment because I would have been concerned with theirs and how they were fitting in. And all of those things cause friction and low vibe energy. And I know this will happen for you too. There will be times where you feel that sadness and grief. And there will be times where you reflect and feel like you made the right decision. That gut feeling about the friend you're thinking about is your intuition speaking. Don't ignore it. And it'll ultimately be so much more painful if you try and salvage what's left of that relationship. And ultimately, in my opinion, it holds you back from growing more because that person is already not an energetic match for you today. And the more growth you experience, the further you move away from that old vibrational state. So in order to hold on, kind of stay stagnant. You aren't regressing, but you aren't moving any further forward when you're fighting for the survival of something that you've outgrown. So what do I want you to work on this week? I want you to take a look at your friendships. Where do you spend the most time and energy and kind of audit them? I'm not talking about a pros and cons list here, but you could do that if you wanted. I'm talking more about checking in with yourself and evaluating what you get out of that friendship or relationship. What value does that person bring to your life? Is that person a vibrational match for you? Do they have respect for you? Do they support you and the person you're becoming? Are they genuinely happy for you and want the best for you? I want you to realize that we're not concerned with making a list of all the things that a friend might have done to upset you or frustrate you in the past. 
We're looking at the relationship much more holistically and exploring how that friendship is serving you. Now, once you do this kind of check in with yourself, you don't immediately need to stop responding to their texts and calls or whatever it may be. That said, if you want to do that, please feel empowered to do so. I do think it's a good idea, though, to monitor and evaluate those interactions with them moving forward. After that check in, you might be thinking, well, I haven't been feeling that great around, you know, Kira lately. Let's see how things unfold the next time I'm with her. The next time you're speaking with Kira or hanging out with her and you're in a group together, observe how she makes you feel in the moment and after you leave. When you think about her, what do you think you got out of that interaction? When she saw you, did she ask questions about yourself and seem interested in hearing about your life? Do you feel like she was authentic and being herself? Was she bringing good vibes to the table? Did you have a good time with her and feel cared for, loved, or supported? Again, just check in with yourself and see how you're feeling. Once you bring this awareness into those subsequent interactions, I know you're going to see clearly and it'll be very apparent what you need to do. You're either going to walk away from the next one or two exchanges and think, Actually, Kira is a really great friend and she makes me feel good when I'm around her. Or you're going to leave those couple of interactions and know that you need to step away. And when you know, you know. You aren't going to be able to lie to yourself. Deep down, your intuition will be guiding you. Again, you don't have to act immediately. Take your time to process and think about how you're going to energetically step away. What makes the most sense for you? I will say, if you do think it's time to be more direct and cut things off entirely, then please do so. You're going to know what's right for you. And if the more direct path is the path that you choose and you want to completely cut ties, I will say there isn't any point in tearing that friend down while you're breaking up with them. You aren't looking for a fight here. You are looking to end a relationship. Don't open the conversation up to rehash past grievances or frustrations. If your true goal is to step away for good, then don't bring any of that up. And when in doubt, use gratitude. Always. Thank that friend genuinely for everything positive they brought into your life. And just explain it's time to focus on yourself. Try and center your response around how you feel so there isn't anything to argue about. Can't argue about someone's feelings, right? Use I statements when you can. I feel this way. And I think that'll set you up for success. Okay, friends, I'm wishing you the best with this exercise. I know it's not going to be easy. Remember the upcoming new year and think about who you want to bring with you into 2023. For next week's topic, I will release a few teasers starting Tuesday for the upcoming episode on social. If you want to jump over and give me a follow on Instagram at heal yourself with LOA. That's heal yourself with LOA. LOA as in law of attraction. And I want to say thank you to all of those who have followed This week, I saw about 15 new follows, so thank you so much. And thank you all for listening today. If you're listening on Apple, a five-star rating goes a long way. 
And if you have a few more moments, a really thoughtful review would be great if you want to share how this content has made an impact on you and your mindset. Spotify doesn't have a review option, but does have star ratings. So please leave a rating if you could. Really does help me so much. That's all for now. Peace, love, and mung beans. Happy New Year and goodbye.